Hello and welcome to the final episode of Neighbours, the Neighbours Recap Podcast for 2014. We will be recapping the final week of Neighbours. I am Vaya. I'm CJ. And I'm Kate. So we are gearing up to the finale for 2014. We're going to start the week at episode 7026 and it's just dawned on us all that we didn't get a really, very exciting finale week. And we felt that a couple of weeks ago it was a really exciting finale week. Exactly. With um, uh, Sonia getting stalked. And Sue's getting some dirt dug yeah. on her. And yeah. the uh, a possible affair, which didn't end up like that. Yeah. 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 And then we realised that that was the UK's 2014 finale, mm-hmm. which makes sense because there's a lot more people watching Neighbours in the UK. Yeah. So they would get the better yeah. finale than us. Yeah. And it was an excellent finale. Yeah. It was amazing. I would love to have that have been our finale. Yeah, we should have we should have stopped watching for two weeks. <laughs> we should have done. So we've got the whole gang in. Let's get recapping, and we'll start with Detective Mechanic, who can't believe Sonia has bailed out Aaron the junkie. He's not on his Pat Malone there, really. No, I can't believe she she um bailed her out either. No, she came into the house, knocked out her friend, and then played with her kit. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, she's. Seriously assaulted Brennan. Yeah. yeah. And don't you love how he's like, um, do we not remember when she assaulted me? And, and Sonia's <laughs> like, look, we've got a past. <laughs> you can handle it, mate. Yeah. It's a bit of rejection, actually. Brennan thought they were really close. Apparently not. <laughs> and then I love how Erin just keeps dropping by in this episode. She doesn't really have a reason. She just comes for a visit. I, I, I was just imagining her slipping down the street and Erin's and just kind of talking to herself, going, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and see Sonia again. Yeah, I'm going to tell her what she's done. <laughs> that's what she does. She just yeah. keeps rocking up to Sonia, yeah. keeps blaming her for her life mistakes, and yeah. that's it. She doesn't actually really even want anything from her. She just wants to keep whinging at her. Does anybody mm. like this storyline? I like Erin, mm-hmm. purely for the she's interesting, mm-hmm. but I don't really like the storyline. I think no. Sonia's an idiot, mm. basically. I just... You know, I'm sort of like the way I feel about it is I don't know if anyone would actually feel that way about it, like blaming them like that. Yeah. And I, so I just feel like I just feel like that's wrong. I feel like they haven't even had proper conversations. I find that would be more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If they were sitting down and really nutting it out. Yeah. I'm fighting maybe. That would be great. Not I, just you ruined my life. Sorry. I'd like Erin's yeah. violence to escalate, to be honest. <laughs> that would be better. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Toadie's not really in Chile. Well, yeah, yeah, importing, you know, diamonds. So Erin says, I don't need your help, and then leaves. Well, why did you roll up in the first place? Yeah. And then Sonia says, you know, Erin just needs stability in her life, Mm. and I'm going to help her out. Mm. She goes around to see Colette Nan at the waterhole and tries to get Erin a job. As a kitchen hand. Yep. In a pub. So alarm Mm. bells are starting to go off. Mm. This woman was an addict Probably of all substances. Yeah, much like Sonia. Yeah. Probably two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Probably yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so there's no kitchen hand job. And Sheila says, well, we've got a role going as a glassy. Which she's Mm. previously tried to foist on her daughter and her son. Both of her children. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No one wants that glassy gig. So she's like, I'll give it to this. It would have to be the, um, like... You know, least busy role of all time, though. There's like, there's only ever like ten customers in there. How yeah, many glasses they only have they like one drink. Most of them are yeah. having like um, ginger ale because yeah. they've got they, well, some sort of history. Or they're in, or they're in year twelve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're getting paid hourly. Probably they should all go for it. Particularly her son and daughter. <laughs> yeah, but no, Gary only 
gets paid in thick wads of cash. Yeah. So yeah. that's not – Sheila's not paying that for no, the glassy. No, no, He needs something high-paying and high-risk. Look, one th- problem I've got with this, does Sonia not give a crap at all about her own reputation that she's recommending to her friends and neighbours a junkie to work in their business? No. Yeah, no, or her own reputation, her child's safety – Brennan's head. She's got no care at all of any of this. She just wants to help people so insatiably. I think she's got a helping problem. And yeah. her friendship with anyone, call it Nan. She doesn't even tell Sheila. She doesn't even. Sheila. Well, firstly, Sheila doesn't even ask for a resume. She's like, whatever. Do you want to move glasses around? Come she's on. Like, in. I can't get anyone to do it. Please come. <laughs> oh, I worked in a pub ten years ago. Yeah, because like, I drank all the alcohol. <laughs> it's like my first job was at a ferry at kids' parties, mm-hmm. and my boss was really new agey, and all she did was take my numerology. Oh no! <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> that is amazing. She didn't need to see my CV. <laughs> was your, Was your boss Rain? <laughs> Just like I see you're hardworking. I went, yep, the numbers say that, then yep. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. Just pay me in cash mm-hmm. and give me an outfit. And she did. But, yep. but why didn't like Sonia offer Erin a job at the nursery? nursery. I know. Oh. It's not like anyone's working there. Nate's never there. It's not like security's really an issue there. She keeps her till outside. Yeah. yeah so, and the juices. <laughs> so Erin could make juice. She probably can do some juice mocktails. Probably. She's probably quite skilled with her horticultural skills too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, she's she's got some skills and they're not all utilised in that pub. And so she doesn't tell Sheila that, by the way, this woman, you know that stalker that was stalking me a few weeks ago? Um, this is her and she'd like a job. Also, you know the one that my husband blamed on your daughter? Well, and it wasn't her, it was this woman. Yeah. So if you could pay her, that'd be nice. But no, none of that. So... Sheila puts her on trial. She starts walking around tidying up glasses. Detective... Take, off, take off the cardigan. That was all she had to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's good to go. Yeah. She actually looked all right without the cardigan. So. Yeah, true. That was <laughs> really like the cardigan was that I'm down and out and take it off. No, I'm, I'm a sassy lady. I thought that there were going to be like track marks oh. on her when well, she should have been. Oh, that would have been brilliant. Yeah. So Brennan spots Erin doing her trial run and straight away says to Colette Nan, um, excuse me, this was Sonia's stalker. What are you doing giving mm. her a job? And Colette Nan, which is very nice of her, asked Erin, well, what's look, what's your story here? Mm. What's going on with you? Colette Nan has seen a few down and outs down in Frangers. Yeah. Yeah, she has. And and she, she gave her a chance. She was going to listen, hear her out. Yeah. Really. yeah. She's, she's related to a few down and outs. Yeah. yeah. She so Erin could have been on a good wicket, but mm. she just goes, no, I quit and yeah. storms out. Yeah. I, the moment I loved it when Sheila turned to Sonia and was like, don't you ever put me in that position again by yeah. putting an addict com- <laughs> into my employment. A completely legitimate response, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. I don't know. It's, I find it really uncomfortable sometimes when they talk about the addict because Sonia then goes, um, hi, that's what I am. <laughs> Excuse me, I run the nursery pretty well yeah. and I'm okay now. And I have every addiction. <laughs> the pokies. Yeah. Wine. Wine. Heroin. Heroin. What did she? Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's strongly implied. Uh, uh. Yeah. Well, my theory is that Erin's going to kick her off the wagon. Oh, please. Yeah, she'll leave some of the good stuff lying around. Poor Nell. Yeah. So Sonia confronts Brennan about um, how he's caused trouble for Erin down at the pub with Sheila, and he's like, "She's working in a pub," and Sonia was all like, "Oh, but she's not an alcoholic." Yeah. Couldn't it be like really bad for the Waterholes liquor license to have like a criminal addict working there? No, because she's not handling money. Okay. 
Um, you know, well, God, also, I said that with a no- lot of knowledge, and I like, oh, let me just look into my database of criminal facts. Also, Tony doesn't have a legal secretary at the moment, so she could have even put her on the books there. She's probably got some legal knowledge. <laughs> she's she's pretty good with her, her truth bombs she, as well. She she's knows more, more than the kid. <laughs> Imogen, yeah. So look, there are plenty of opportunities mm. for Aaron, but we'll get to book. We'll I feel like Aaron. Toadie's probably not going to go for that. Well, he's away. Yeah, that's true. He can come back and everything's filed away nicely. <laughs> so, look, let's get to Dud Dad. Now, Dud Dad Gary, he's barbecuing up a brekkie, which I thought was pretty amazing. He's doing the whole fry up on the barbecue outside. Yeah. Mm. By the way, I love how they, like, just for that English audience and overseas audience where they're like, oh, we're Australian, we barbecue breakfast. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> and so Kyle's borrowed a stack of tools because he's went missing, missing mm. in quotation marks. And the laundry shelf is still broken in that house. Like, there's two handymen living there and they can't fix a shelf. Plus, they're, they're renting it. Yeah. The house. They could have called the landlord. They oh, yeah. could who, have, who, is... who, who would call in Dyla Kyle? And he yeah. could get paid to fix his yeah. own shelf. Yeah. Is the landlord, like, still Lynn Scully or someone? Probably. Uh, who is the landlord? I don't know. I think that's a question for Perfect Blend. Okay. Yeah, we should, yeah, definitely yeah. by next year yeah, we need by that 2015, we'll find out. <laughs> well, we know Paul owns his old house. Yeah, he does. Is that what the Willis house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's the part manager. of her package. Yeah, that's the but manager who, residence. Who owns Brennan's house? That's the Kapoor's. The Kapoor's. And then I think Lynn Scully is the landlord of. Mm. Um, She's coming back next year, ca- isn't she? She was one of the people. She's not one of the people, oh. but Janelle Timmons, different mm. bogan, ah, different bogan. bogan she was the best bogan. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Mm. Mm. So. Dad Dad asks Colette Nan, hey, I need a job. What about Moneybags Paul Robinson that I've heard about? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's got a job going. And Colette Nan was like, oh, no, why don't you be a glassy? No, that's not going to happen. So Dad Dad, he goes round to Paul and says, my old prison buddy says, you could give me some work, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. And Paul says he might have something in mind for him. We'll get to what that job is in a second. And then we have to switch back to Tarage. So Tarage mm. has, okay, she's got a Christmas card from her brother, which is kind of foreshadowing because we know that the brother's been cast mm. and mm-hmm. he's coming okay. to town. Watch this space for Tarage's bro. There was a small little throwaway line, which I really enjoyed from that Christmas card moment. Yeah. Um, Brad said, look how much effort he's put in. And I'm like, sorry, <laughs> does he not know how to write the brother? <laughs> like, what, what is the deal? Like, Look how much effort he's put in. Did he do a collage? It's because like, Brad, Brad is just so deathly incompetent at anything he <laughs> yeah. does. Yeah. Like, oh, a Christmas card, wow. He's never he hasn't written a Christmas card since he married Therese. Oh no. Therese just no. got a spreadsheet for all her Christmas <laughs> yeah. cards lists. Oh, one thing I noticed this week, um, Therese's house, despite all the emotional crap she's going through at the moment, was the most beautifully decorated Christmas yeah, wise yeah, no, she, of every house. She keeps that house in order. Mm. Yeah. But I feel that there may be some housekeeping coming from Lasseter's over to that house. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm not, yeah, never yeah. seeing anyone clean books. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good, good point. Now, so they're putting the tree up. There's mistletoe and for some reason Drab and Tarage are pashing on again and that's supposed to be all okay even though I don't buy that for one second that mm. that marriage is okay. And they suggest, look, we've had a rough time. Why don't we go and see Piper in Canada, their mm. forgotten daughter yeah. who lives on exchange don't forever. Don't pretend you still remember her. <laughs> They'll rock up. She's like, guys, I'm on a sweet gig over here in Canada without you guys. Ru- yeah, yeah, raining on my parade. It go- doesn't go well if you're a Willis that lives in Aaronsborough. No. You may as well live in Canada. <laughs> and going on exchange for 18 months, that's, yeah, logical. Because yeah. she's younger than the twins. She's like yeah. 16 or 15. And she went to ski, did she? And probably study. 
but she's probably only skiing. Yeah. Oh, so it's <laughs> like she actually literally just went on an exchange. And never came back. Mm. Oh, I'm going to get one of those deals. Yeah. <laughs> now, just as they're all starting the Christmas spirit, knock, 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 to rage, you've been served. Mm. And she is, has a defamation suit on her hands because we predicted this in a previous mm. Neighbours, mm. wrongful dismissal. Ezra, her old flame mm. that tried to have his way with her mm. and she kicked him out and told everyone that and then he lost his job without any kind of mm. investigation or mediation. Yeah. He's now whacked a defamation suit onto Rage. It seems quite preemptive to me that, um, you know, there hasn't been any charges laid against him yet yeah. and he's already, like, slinging um, defamation suits. I thought it was going to go the other way. I thought it was going to be a workplace safety suit between Therese and Paul right. because Paul got him down. Yeah. So I thought yeah. she was going to say, you put me in a situation mm. where I was going to get attacked. It did seem like more of an HR issue than a yeah. criminal issue. Yes. It does. Yeah. 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 But the great thing is that Paul brings in Tim Collins to mm. do some mediation. Everybody's favourite lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Well, Toadie's not around. Yeah. So well, they may as well get a competent lawyer in anyway. Exactly. But by the way, they have the meeting in the cafe. Yeah, they, they don't put hire out a boardroom or anything. No. Which the best part was, was Ezra actually calling out that it was an inappropriate meeting place, which is like, <laughs> oh, I missed that bit. Hallelujah. Somebody's finally pointed out you shouldn't have confidential meetings in a cafe. In an open plan cafe. Yeah. 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 And then Paul rips through Ezra, like way to set up a mediation and then just yeah. ruin that. And he says he's got witnesses who saw Tarage lead him into the hotel. Then Tarage says he attacked her. And then he says, see you in court. And then Tarage is freaking out because this could bankrupt the Willises. Yeah. Well, they shouldn't have been paying their son's legal bills. No, but they did work out all right. Although he's just a loser. He just hangs around the house these days. He's, yeah. he's only gone to one community, I was going to say community radio session. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone to one community service yeah, and put on that vest. And remember, he screwed it up too. Yeah. Like, so that's it. I don't think he's been back. No. Hopefully next year we'll see some good things for Josh. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Now, Drab's freaking out about this. He says he sees Ezra just strolling along the premises and starts just rough housing, roughing him up a bit. And Brad says, you know, we're not going to let you win. And that's where I just think, because it's really about you here, Brad. Your wife's yeah. been assaulted oh, by this terrible. guy. Terrible. And this is about who wins against you and this guy. Mm. Like, get it together. And then we end Monday night with Tarage strolling through the complex. P.S. She's on the phone to Imogen asking her for legal advice, which I love. (laughs) (laughs) She's her 18-year-old daughter. And then she walks behind the pub and she sees Ezra in the alleyway bashed to a pulp. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like Tarage, if she'd been rageful, she could have just finished him off. Like, he was pretty close. Yeah, he was. She'd be wearing some stilettos, I'm sure. She yeah. could have got an eye gouge. Yeah, pop a plastic bag in his mouth and be done with it. <laughs> but no, no, she got straight on to triple O. When there's stuff around your house that's busted up and not so grouse, or there's something that needs nailing, am I right? I'll be down there in a while. Just call me, Dialer Kyle. 1-800-Dialer-Kyle. Oh, shit, I forgot to get a phone number that spells something. One eight hundred seven five eight seven four six nine three two. It's our last episode for the year, and we've just had a little um, baked goods break, and now mm. we're back. Mm. We're getting the Pirate Net Studios nice and um, trashed for we the last We actually one. got these from the Good Bakery, you know, up in Eden Hills. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anson's Corner. Anson's Corner. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we got them from there. Oh, you yeah. didn't pick up one of those special iced coffees, though. No, not the good ones. They were out. Yeah, of course. Mm. Kyle's drunk. Drank them all. So on to Tuesday, and Naomi has asked Paul 
if he has gotten any of her emails about Aww. Naomi Canning Enterprises. Aww. There is so much potential between the two of them. Yeah. I know. Kate ships Paul and Naomi. Yeah. I love them. I think they should they, imagine imagine the possibilities of their relationship. They've both got the touch of evil. She's a bit mm. saucy like Izzy was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's an Izzy. She's mm. a 2014-15 version of Izzy. Mm. But do you think they can't last though? If they but, got them together, they're not going to last. Okay. We just enjoy watching it while but it was there. Yeah, they'll be saucy. Yeah, true. Mm. Now, Paul's got a lot on and he just shrugs off Naomi and she wants to plan this big festival that is coming. She's she's heard about it. Yeah. The, the, the Christmas carols, yeah? No, this is the festival that, oh, that um, okay. Ezra that it... was in town, Blue Sky Meeting, mm. oh, yeah. about. Because you need people from Perth to organise the local festival. Yeah. Yeah. So in November. And it's teased. It in, with the Christmas party. It's, it's in the 2015 teaser, so it's mm. coming. But Paul is like, ain't nobody got time for Naomi. He says the festival's not happening because we've got a rapist in town. So, <laughs> me- hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> so call your jets on the festival. But look, um, she's like, well, what about Christmas carols? Can I do she's that? Like, Give me a gig. She's like, you know, there's no social media presence for your Christmas carols. When did she become a social media person? <laughs> because she was in Hawaii. And we had no and Facebook no, interaction. No one. That. Imogen couldn't get a contact for Naomi. No. She was so, off the grid. I don't feel that Naomi really social media is at the top of Naomi's list. No, no it's all events management mm. and arts something. It's like she oh, started right. <laughs> transporting arts products so she can steal them probably. No, but CJ, I reckon she is the type of person who decided I'm going to have a business. It's called Naomi Canning Enterprises. Mm. Someone make me a Twitter. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like. Kyle or someone set up a Twitter and a Facebook account yeah, for her. Yeah, yeah. So she's got um, Nate and Chris. She asks them to help her do the Christmas carols. Um, she says, I need to you to cold call, which is the hardest job. Mm. Cold calling people mm. for sponsorship. That's She should be doing that. And Nate's not really the most charismatic guy you've ever met. <laughs> and particularly it was just on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can you give us some money? Yeah. Could be that, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'll dig you a oh, hole. That's all right. <laughs> dig you a hole. <laughs> Probably a pretty good deal, actually. Shouldn't Naomi really do that? Yeah, you know, low cut top and like FaceTime people. No, yeah. she should just go out on the town. It's oh, just Erinsborough. Yeah. They're all in walking distance. Yeah, don't yeah. she could well, do That's what she was doing for Josh with the flyers and the pool, like a couple of months ago. Wasn't that's she going true. around pimping her wares? Yeah. yeah, she was being sexy, saucy, son. No, oh, no, it's not a name. Sexy, Naomi. saucy, Nomi. Nomi, <laughs> gnomes. We call gnomes. her gnomes. Yeah, now. yeah. So she, yeah, she's got plenty of cold calling experience she could do that door to door but no she off outsources that and now this is the the hijinks part of the episode where all of a sudden suddenly nate needs advice for his christmas present to mm. christos and he asks mm. naomi what she reckons if he buys christos a sandwich press and naomi was like um maybe not that's ridiculous you can literally buy one for 10 bucks down at kmart yeah. Although I wouldn't turn my nose up at a sandwich press. Well, that's, yeah. But Naomi, you don't ask Naomi for advice on anything. Well, first of all, she's not a man. No. She's <laughs> not a, man. a gay man. Yeah. And she's not, you know, into kick to kick. No. No, not at all. And my question is, there's like six people living in that house. How have they gotten by this far without a sandwich press? That's a good point. How are they how making are... toasted sandwiches in that household? How are they grilling? I'm, I, look, I reckon that that whole Franger's family would be into a bit of canned spaghetti in a um, jaffle maker. Ooh, yeah, exactly. Maker. So yep. that's a problem that needs to be addressed. That's a house in need of a sandwich mm. press. 
So then, meanwhile, Naomi's decided that the Carols are going to benefit the children's ward at Erinsborough Hospital. Yeah. Now, that horrifies me. That horrifies me <laughs> that there's a children's ward at yeah. Erinsborough Hospital. What sort of, like, abuse and um, mismanagement is going on there? Yeah, well, it comes up every now and then, every time they need somebody to do something good on the show. So yeah. remember, um, uh, Dyla Kyle made the bed yeah. for the oh, children's yeah. ward. And but really, Georgia was paying him, and and, but yeah. Kyle, and do they not have real hospital beds? Then? Yeah, like Kyle, why do they need Kyle beds? Kyle and kids are sick. Kyle only knows how to make sex beds. Yeah, so, oh, oh, that's oh. a worry. And the children's ward is only the normal ward, but with like teddy bear stickers on it. Yeah, um, and with a couple of kids in there. Yeah, <laughs> like three. So it probably actually does need money. Is Kyle the head doctor of the children's ward? Yeah. Oh yeah, good yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> so. Now, while Naomi's chatting to Paul about this, she sees Dad Dad Gary Canning's number come up on Paul's phone. Like, she's looking pretty closely at Paul's mm. phone, by the way. She's but, sussing out. If yeah, she's, she's like, that looks like Gary's number. How funny. And you know what? I, don't, I can't even remember my husband's mobile number off Same, my heart, yeah. let alone my brother's. I'd yeah, be like, who oh, I that's... just, like, she doesn't yeah. see him. She just, yeah. like, it's just the week that yeah. they've really reconnected. Yeah. I mean, we know that they saw each other once or something. Yeah. But, like... She doesn't know his number. No, no, no. Let's face it, Gary's the kind that would change the number pretty yeah, quickly. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's no gone, name Sims. He's yeah. gone through a few prepaids, yeah. Gary Canning. So she trots off and to get rid of Naomi, he's like, fine, keep organising the carol. I don't care, do whatever you want. So he rings Gary back and suddenly says, why didn't you tell me you were related to Sheila and Naomi? By the way, how has he not noticed that there's a new person living on the street who's always in seeing his mum at the pub? <laughs> Mm. Oh, because Paul doesn't notice about anyone that's outside his periphery. And like, he, he mm. looks like an older, more rundown version of Kyle anyway. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he really... So he probably just thought it was Kyle that's yeah, had a few he's beers. He's like, whatever, I, I, I can't see this right now. I've got to deal with the rapist in town. <laughs> so, oh, meanwhile, this horrible Christmas present rigmarole, Christos orders a T-shirt for Nate with mm. a picture of the hideous ceramic pig on it that, mm. that they were yeah. hiding from Carl when they were doing Hide the Sausage the other week. yeah. <laughs> Which has to be the worst Christmas present I have ever seen a person give. Yeah. It, wait a second. He's going to get him some scorched almonds too. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, you know he's not buying Hague's scorched almonds. No. He's getting like one. $2, $2 shop. shop. $2 yeah. shop. Yeah. Ones that just don't From taste a like years ago. anything. Yeah. But Christos hasn't had an income for a while, so maybe we should lay off him. That's true. And I don't mind yeah. a scorched almond. Exactly. Yeah. You can use the T-shirt as a rag at the uh, mechanics. We should have had yeah. scorched almonds today. That yeah. would have been tidy. <laughs> Perfect. But, you know, like, that hasn't been mentioned. Poor Christos. Yeah. Is he going back to work? Well, that's why he looked so sad when Naomi saw the T-shirt and said, actually... Um, Nate's going to get you something a bit better because meanwhile Nate's gone and bought Chris a watch. Yeah, that he mm-hmm. and it, fancy, it's in a box. And he's used all his savings. So it's I think not it's, from the bric a store. So it's like a, like a $300 watch. I'm sorry. Nate has, he's come out of the army and he's been in Afghanistan. He would have tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> in yeah. bonuses from yeah. being over there. He's set for quite a while. Well, maybe he did use all his savings and it's what's okay, what's the top top of the range? Like $30,000 watch. Yeah, he could have That's bought true. him like a tag. Yeah, maybe there's diamonds in that thing. Yeah. And so, Rolex. So Chris is looking at this T-shirt. Like, it's oh, really going to come in handy when he's down at the store. I'm down at the nursery. Garage. When he's under the car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finally, Chris has run out and bought this Big, huge television, big screen TV. Oh, which was described by Nate when he saw it as the biggest bogan TV. I was like, that is, I was like mentally. Perfection. Yeah. yeah. 
The button to that whole scene is they run back to Naomi and say, your Christmas present to us is you're not allowed to give us advice ever again. Did you hear hear her line? What? That's a little cheap for my taste. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Naomi. So she's got a lot on. Meanwhile, by the way, one thing, she did not discuss rates with Paul at all about being the event manager. Mm -hmm. So I feel like she could probably charge 30 grand for that event. Yeah, when that invoice comes in, yeah, he's Paul's going to be, shock. and he can't afford it at the moment. He's got defamation suits flying yeah, left. Yeah, and she already owes thrush. him like thirty grand for that painting. Well, maybe it's just a write-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So meanwhile, Dad cops called Paul in for questioning about the Ezra attack, mm. and he straight away says, "Did you hire a goon?" I'm like, "Wow, Dad cop, you really you solved the case." Yeah, <laughs> well, that's a bit of street lingo right there for Dad cop. Yeah. Oh, Dad cop. <laughs> he's cut right to the chase, and he's got the nail on the head. So, because he, but he also questions to Rage about her husband and son because they're both thugs. Dull swimmer has some real form for hitting blokes at Lasseter's. He does, and but he was busy. Where was he? He was at. I think he was at community service. Oh, he's picking up to Rage's cigarette butts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Drab tells to Rage, "No, it wasn't me." But then she sees Drab with a bung hand. Mm. Yes, because previously Drab was down at the hospital getting his hand fixed by Carl. Yes. Yep. And which to me, I thought, so he's kind of doc- officially documenting his busted hand. He's stupider than I thought. Yeah, he's really yeah. dumb. Yeah. He's got grazed he knuckles. Is. And you mm. know what? Instead of just doing the hand thing that he taught Paige the other week. Oh, yeah, the, 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 tapping the hand. Tapping the hand. Why didn't he go, someone tried to rape my wife. I'm going to tap my hand. Like, why is he not in a corner doing that? Yeah, yeah, because it, it didn't work. No, it didn't work. It didn't work. It's not going to work. work now. And he's told Carl he jammed it in some gym equipment. Yeah. Like, which but, I kind of believe that's something he would do. But he's like, I dropped the weight. It doesn't really look like that kind of injury. No, no but then I suddenly put my hand in the thing and like it was just, it was like an eight-year-old's lie. And so Dad Cop calls Drab in. And it says, looks pretty bad for you here, mate. Like yeah. You've got a bung hand. You hate the guy. If Carl took photos of it, which, you know, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, the cops would have taken photos yeah. of the bung hand, mm. you would be able to argue forensically. There's a big difference between some injuries caused by punching a, a you know, human meat bag versus, mm. you know, something A aesthetic. barbell. <laughs> this should all be irrelevant because... Dad Cop already solved the case in the last scene when yeah. he said to Paul, have you hired a goon? <laughs> I think, I think it's gonna, they're going to get away with it, though. So Carl and Susan are having a coffee, mm. shooting the breeze about Ezra. And Carl just starts singing like a canary mm. about confidential patient info. Yeah, saying that, oh, I've had a patient come in, he's got, you know, like a bruised fist, oh, you know, and he's kind of involved in it, which, which really makes me wonder how much Carl gossips about patients that don't live on Ramsey Street. Su- yeah. Susan must be so <laughs> sick of hearing about people's private medical concerns. Yeah, like, but like, imagine the gossip they can have together. She's the local headmistress. Yeah. Mm. He's the local doctor. They, they can put it all together. That's <laughs> why they've got the Book of Secrets. Yeah. Well, she's got the clap. And he has too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just another dark day. He knows Drab didn't injure his hand at the gym. And he goes around to see Drab. Yeah. And Drab says, I punched a wall. So Drab's got his stories left, right and centre all over the shop. Carl says, you need to go to the police before I do because I have to tell them. And he's like, oh, do you have to? Well, yeah, he does actually. In fact, he probably didn't even need to speak to you about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Could have gone straight So he there. does have to. That's a law. I'd say so, wouldn't you? I think it's only, well, you know, from my extensive knowledge of law and order, I think that it's only if they're going to cause more harm. 
Like, that, look, that family's just got like a whole massive yeah, violence that's streak. True. That's true. Yeah, except for poor Imogen, who's trying to oh, stay on the Imogen. straight and narrow. I can't wait to get to Imogen. So, okay, we finish off Tuesday with Ezra, who's checked out and flown home. Mm, he's out of there. And while yeah. he's done that, Dad Cop rolls in and arrests Drab. And we just, we compounded again and again about how hard this year has been on the Willises. <laughs> oh, look, it hasn't been great for Ezra. He's, no, he's no, unemployed. Uh, he's got bruised nuts, I busted noggin. I don't really care about Ezra. Nah, Ezra uh, Ezra's dead to me. Yeah, this. I mean, he's not going to organise the festival. <laughs> That's not going to be in his all resume. The, all those blue sky meetings were a waste of time. Mm, yeah. Hi, and welcome to Fitzgerald Motors, Erinsborough. My name's Mark Brennan. I've got two years of industry experience as a mechanic and about eight years as a police detective. I've been with Fitzgerald Motors since I came out of witness protection. That's Chris, currently working on a Honda Jazz doing a service. He's an apprentice as well as the manager. He's got a wealth of knowledge from studying auto repairs in high school. He's been with us since year 11. I'm Mark and I'm doing my weekly roadworthy on this old Ford Capri. And I'm wearing overalls. That's Danny. Her mum's the owner. She's just here till they can turn this place into a lube mobile. For Cheryl Motors, Erinsborough. We specialise in all makes and models, but mainly cars. We're just opposite the Brick Up Brack Shop, down a bit from Lassiter's Lake. You're listening to Neighbours with Vaya, Kate and CJ, and we are getting to, I think my favourite episode of the week is Wednesday's <laughs> episode. Oh, there was a lot in Wednesday. Drab has made bail. Quickly. Um, it was only like an hour. They must really know the Willis's down at the local cop shop too. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're here. You don't have to fill in the whole form. Yeah. I actually feel they need to make a court set up because there's enough yeah. people going to court. Yeah. So Paige has come round. I love how Paige doesn't give a rat's that her sister, Amber, was like being brainwashed by this cult last <laughs> week. She didn't give a shit about Amber. But she's here to support the Willis's in their time of need. Yeah. It's funny that because she gets more love at the um, Turner house than at the Willis's house. Yeah, she does. But I think, you know, she's trying more there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so she's coming. I think she's starting to feel like a family member over at the Turner's. Mm. Um, but then at the Willis house, she's like, I love you. Love <laughs> Plus she, she kind of gets more entertained by the drama at the Willis's. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. why she likes hanging around yeah. there. Remember so, that day she lived there for 15 minutes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I'd still be angry about that. And yeah. I'd still be like, you know what? If you all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So she comes round and finds out that Drab is headed for court the day after Christmas. Yeah. Which we were disputing. We're like, are they... Are they... So is the magistrate's court open then? I feel like they're not for, for cases. And I feel like Brad would have to wait a long time for his little assault case where the guy's already out of hospital. Like, it's not even a thing. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. Imogen's already all over it. She says if her dad gets a criminal conviction, he won't be able to teach, which usually isn't a problem for Aaron's bar oh, high. Like, no. You can be a child molester yeah. and teach there. Like Kate Ramsey worked there for years and she was the dodgiest one of them all. You don't even have to be a teacher to teach there. No. True. Like um, mm. Lucas, he could teach. Mm, really? I don't even know what he was. Oh, well, maybe he wanted to have one of those TAFE certificates. I don't think he there did, is, though. No. <laughs> but can't you only be like a TAFE teacher from that? Can you be an actual high school teacher? Well, maybe it was like a VAT course. They, they, he probably got his working with children check. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's probably... I don't know how he passed it. <laughs> I don't know how Kate got hers. <laughs> so, look, there's plenty of options open for Brad. Um, now, Dull Swimmer immediately gets the 
gets worried about his dad and goes and turns himself in down at the cop shop and said, oh. hey, guys, you know how I'm the well-known coward puncher in town? A coward punched another yeah. guy. And immediately I was angry for Imogen. I was like, because yeah. doesn't he have a suspended sentence? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you're an idiot, Josh. <laughs> Everyone has just worked really hard. The whole neighbourhood mm-hmm. went into fury over this. There was, there was graffiti on your driveway. Mm. And now you're just going to throw that away and go to prison for like three years or something. He has not learnt a single lesson from that at all. And that's culminated in this amazing moment where Imogen blasts him. She rips through her brother Mm. and says, how many kinds of stupid are you? Which I think is the line of the week from Imogen. We should put that on t-shirts and wear them around. Because she she goes, I put my study on hold to work on your case to keep you out of jail. Which, again, foreshadowing, like she spent a lot of time that she should have been studying. Somebody, yeah, I mean, we've been thinking about this for a few weeks now, but she didn't do much studying. No. Every time she opened a book, she had to go help Josh. She Mm. only did have two exams. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't very stressed about them either. No. But you know what? I was thinking about this and I was thinking the men of the Willis household, they actually just need to become home duties. Yes. You know, yes. just stop going out in the public because you cause problems, boys. Yeah. <laughs> just come back in. They need to get some crafts underway. Get some um, open you know, an Etsy shop. Yeah, they could probably um, they could do some cooking videos. And this don't, is how I work out at the gym. Yeah. Yeah, bro, just do 25 reps. They yeah. could do, like, blogilates. That's really big on YouTube. They could do their own ex- fitness channel. Exactly. And I feel like... Therese probably earns enough. And yeah. if she didn't have to worry about them, of, co- and of what course, they could Therese do. earns enough. She's been supporting that family forever. Yeah. 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 So they just need to not even worry about whether he can teach or not mm. and just close the door. It's not close like he door. needs to like finance any more plane flights to Adelaide anymore. No, no more of that. Or Canada. No one's visiting the daughter. He could just do the yoga classes, though. Mm. Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be real house husbands and parents. Bit of pocket money. Bit of pocket money, bro. Buy himself something nice. Dad cop, by the way, doesn't buy that Josh has beaten this guy up because Dull Swimmer's gone and put an injury on his hand, faked an injury. (laughs) Didn't you love him? I hurt my hand. Dad cop's like, "Um, when I talked to you yesterday, your hands were fine. (laughs) He's like, I don't know how many kinds of stupid you are, Josh, (laughs) but this is not a real story. But thank you, Dad Cop, because so many opportunities there were there for him to charge another person. Yeah. Hit his KPIs, but he didn't do it. Well, you know, if only Victoria had some sort of three strikes, zero tolerance policy, that would have been great. He could have been like a jaywalking um, conviction away from going to prison for life. Yeah. That would have been storyline after storyline, that one. Yeah. So anyway, I'm very impressed with Dad Cop's nonstop policing at the Mm. moment. Mm. He's run off his feet. And now we get to the point where Imogen... She's waiting for her results, yeah. right? Yeah. And now when we got our results, it was like six in the morning. Yeah, mm. I looked. I went to work that day and I looked before going to work. Yeah. yeah. Like I was up with the sparrows logging into the internet. I think I, yes. think I could <laughs> ring up and get the results. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah I rang up yeah. before going to work and then said, mum and dad, I got this and then went to work. But like Imogen and Amber are waiting all day for a text message. And they got them at different times. Yeah. Because yeah. Amber got them first, so maybe they're doing it on first names. A, Um, but she got hers and she got seventy one, seventy three, seventy three, and which look, I'm 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 calling bullshit on. To be honest, there's no way she got that. Amber has blitzed it, I think, with in terms of yeah the resources available to her. I mean, a week ago she was mine like hijacked. 
Yeah, she <laughs> she'd all be like, "Oh, results don't matter." Yeah. <laughs> in the scheme of things, she's gonna go and live in it. Like, remember she she says that in the cafe a week ago. I was gonna go and live in a commune. <laughs> Do you know most of her study was done in the back of a car? Yeah, she has done pretty well. She Maybe she got, had special yeah. consideration for that. Yeah, situation. she could have. Yeah. Well, that's actually we discussed this yeah. a few weeks ago. I reckon oh. that whole family could deal do with a bit of special consideration. <laughs> Everyone on that street, a bit special needs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> point. we're really happy with Amber. So 73. It's yeah. a great effort. Go Amber. But meanwhile, poor old Im- Imogen, she's got a 91. Yeah. And now I saw a few, a few people on Twitter were outraged that Neighbours was calling 91 a bad mark because Imogen was devastated that she'd bombed out. I understand their point because it was well above what I achieved. <laughs> But it, that's not going to get into her an arts course at Melbourne Uni, is it? No. And also, it's not... What about Monash? Is she going to get in there? No. no, no. no. no Monash, no I Melbourne. Eden Hills, what would you reckon? <laughs> yeah, Eden Hills, you only need about a 65, I reckon, to do law. Yeah, yeah. that's probably true. But also, it's not a percentage. It's not... The, mm. the enter score isn't like 91%. It's no. just... It's a scale. So she's mm. been... And she's she would have done a few subjects that scaled up. I don't know what they mm. were because she never did them. But she would have... I don't think legal studies scales up. She would have done that. That scales down. Yeah. So she, yeah. that probably hurt her. Yeah. So she got 91. It's not enough for her to do law. What do you reckon she's going to do? She's going to do arts. Yeah. Mm. And she'll have to transfer over yeah. after the first semester of Amazing Marks. I'm assuming she'll get... HDs the whole way through first semester. Yeah, and and she could probably she could do a summer TAFE course mm. and if, kickstart the the marks. If all three of us can come to that same conclusion independently, how can Imogen not come to that conclusion? Exactly, because yeah. she thinks it's all over. So she's. But I feel sorry. Like I think now she's going to become like a vet nurse or something. Like I don't know what she's <laughs> going to do. She's going to be Daniel's carer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now Daniel, he's trying to pitch ice skating to Paul for some reason. Yeah, which I mean. I don't want to, you know, upset anyone who's overseas listening to this podcast. It's summer here. <laughs> um, well, we've got the ice skating rink down at Dockland. Yeah. We do, but it's that's a, not in the budget. It's, it's not like in winter when Lasseter's Lakes freezes over. Yeah. No, no. Like, no. what is this? I've never heard this before. And ice skating, that seems, seems far too mediated by um, science to be something Daniel would be interested yeah, in. So Paul's Paul, dismissed Paul that. has a peg leg as well. Oh, good point. <laughs> Where's he getting a skate that screws into his peg leg? If anyone can get it, though, it's Paul. That's true. Yeah. The peg leg probably just glides very easily over the yeah. ice. <laughs> this is the moment, and I don't remember the context, but this is probably the second best line of the week when Paul calls oh, yes. Brad a wishy-washy, ineffectual yoga type. <laughs> that is character assassination 101 right there. I don't even care why he called him that. I just celebrated it. He said it because he's like, he wouldn't have beat anyone up. He's a wishy-washy. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So they're trying to get to the bottom of it. Now, Amber's feeling despondent. Like, she's got her marks. She's blitzed it with a 73. Mm -hmm. And she's feeling despondent because, you know, she nearly joined a cult by accident. And she doesn't know who she is anymore. She's not sure about her relationship. She goes to chat to Daniel about their differences. And he's just vague about the whole thing, which Mm -hmm. is he is at the best of times. Yeah. But he's even more vague now. It's just like, it's all right. Now, we'll just touch briefly on the weirdest moment of the week, which is the elf. Well, the elf guff. It was this Whoa. week's ceramic pig. Yeah. Oh, man. It was in its own stratosphere, this elf gear. So Georgia's dressed as an elf. Yeah. She wants to help out Naomi to, to do some charity work. But that's that's Georgia's solution to helping the children at the hospital is dressing in an, as an elf rather than actually going in and nursing them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I want to know, like, if your child is sick and they're at Erinsborough Hospital instead of the Royal Children's Hospital. They're not mm. that sick, are they? No. Really? 
No, or, no. or there's no hope for them. They've only got tonsillitis. <laughs> yeah. Just getting their tonsils out. So George has got to help these kids with tonsillitis, and she's wearing an elf suit, and she ropes in Bailey to help because I guess the only other elf suit she has is in Bailey's size. Also, Bailey looks like an elf he does. anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a fine casting um, costume situation <laughs> that, that moment. And, and George says, "I'll buy you a burger if you help me out." And he's like, "Only a burger with a lot." So, wow, that'll be like an extra two dollars, yeah. mate. Yeah. So he's he's negotiated up for a slice of beetroot. By the way, and they have that burger at his mum's cafe. Yeah, he can get it for free. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he can go out the back and make it. Well, this is like a revelation. They pay for food there. Yeah. Oh, Lauren, give your kids a discount. Yeah. So they've stopped for their burger, and then this elf pops up. This other elf who looks like Rove McManus. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got weirdly um, spiky eyebrows. Yeah, they're drawn, they're elf eyebrows. They were yeah. like drawn on properly and stuff. Yeah. He's pretty serious it about was, his elfing. It was Ralph the elf. Yeah. Oh. Elf Rove. And he's livid because Georgia and Bailey are dressed as elves and they're slacking off. Mm. They're, and they're eating, eating public. They're not, they're not fulfilling the elf um, promise, I think it was. Or Apparently there's like an elf's union or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, I I can see both sides of this argument because it was a pretty ugly looking burger they were tucking into. Mm. And, you know, maybe there is some sort of dignity to the elf suit that you need to sustain. But also equally, I'd turn around and tell that guy to get banned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, they're not really elves. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that guy thought he was. I think that guy was escaped from um, Aaron's safety house. (laughs) Although he, like, let's be honest, he only gets three weeks work a year. Oh, he's got to make every minute count. No, yeah. St. Patrick's Day, I reckon he'd go a bit leprechaun. Yeah, yeah, he could, he could. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, there'd not be nothing at Easter. He could do some Christmas um, in July parties. Yeah. He sees Bailey, Bailey and Georgia haven't cleared out, so he steals Bailey's hat, his elf hat, and then Bailey starts chasing him around the, com- the complex. Yeah. And, and Paige has a wonderful line. That is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Or I can't even remember the line. Poor old Paige. She's from Adelaide. There's not a lot going on in Adelaide if that's the funniest thing she's yeah. ever seen. That's just, they've got the mall's balls. That's it. <laughs> so what happens is they have this elf fight. Paige loses her shit. Someone videos it. It goes viral. And then the sponsor, because on the back of their elf oh, outfits, yeah. they've got this, this stamp. Le- Liam Dewey Motors. Yeah, which, mm. by the way, I didn't know there were two mechanics in Erinsborough. No, I'll tell you, yeah. if I did know there was two mechanics, I'd be taking my car to Liam Dewey because, you know, word on the street is he is a mechanic. He's qualified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So from my experience in marketing, if your business name goes viral, it's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Why are you pulling sponsorship? Yeah. So we all know about Liam Dewey now and his motors. Yeah. I mean, Kate's thinking of taking her car there exactly. now. It doesn't even exist and she's she's off yeah. there. <laughs> so job done. Naomi, you should chalk that up to a win, but no, she slips she, out. The thing is she doesn't know anything about social media, so she hasn't been oh. able to sell that. <laughs> Someone's just said to her the word viral and she knows that that's bad in her experience yeah. with that word. Yeah, in her... In her down in the her, clinic. Yeah. <laughs> Pants experience. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not a good word. <laughs> God, okay, so Thursday. Now I'm going to need your help a bit with Thursday because mm-hmm. I was a bit busy Thursday and you I were. had it on in the background. I was getting ready for a friend's wedding okay. and I made the whole family watch Neighbours and they weren't really letting me pay attention. Fair. And it suddenly became mm-hmm. Carol's by Candlelight. And then I suddenly became really embarrassed that I was making everyone watch this episode. Yeah, it, was, it probably wasn't the best time to showcase that you watch Neighbours. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll, I'll kick us off and then yep. you can help me out. So what happened at the end of Wednesday night 
is that Imogen's down in the dumps, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Mm. Daniel goes to comfort her about her results yeah. and all her stresses. And she says, I've had an Annus Horribilis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Quoting, I'm, quoting the Queen. I, I miss this. She busts out the Latin. I don't how, know. How did, how did Daniel understand that? Well, he didn't. No. Okay. He's going, yeah, what's wrong with your Annus? <laughs> <laughs> That's all the foreplay they needed because then Imogen goes in for the pash. For the pash, yeah. (laughs) This gets mentioned in the episode forthcoming. Amber and Imogen, they're not very good friends to each other. No. No. It was like when um, Summer and Tash used to be forced to hang out together. They were essentially the same characters, weren't they? Exactly. So Summer was the nerd burger and Tash was the, the, the little hot mean girl and they had to always hang out and they never got along but then by the end of the by the end of their time on the show they were best buds yeah yeah but but that reminds me of what a good character tash was how she was entertaining versus amber who's just she's pretty but bland milk toast yeah so we start with thursday and am imogen says to daniel oh my goodness i'm sorry i kissed you i had a brain freeze She's like, I don't know why I kissed you. And that's idiot. when you tweeted, didn't you, about how that – does that mean that Daniel's a slurpy? Yeah. <laughs> Daniel's a puddle pop and Imogen had a brain freeze. <laughs> and she says, oh, I'm so sorry. We can't tell Amber. We can't tell her. And he's like, um, that's my girlfriend. I can tell her whatever I want. Fiance. Fiance. And also, it's Aaron's borough. Illicit passions never, ever, ever remain secret. No. I don't know. Look, I'm with Imogen. Let's not tell Amber. Yeah. Like, this is silly. I mean, Amber was about to start an affair with a hippie last week. True. And, and actually, we were ripped off that that didn't happen. That yeah. had all that had all the, the mm. promise of a little lesbian tryst. It we did. did. It we... did. And it would have been really good because she would have been mind controlling her. It would have been excellent. Yeah. You know what, though? What? As, you know, I would, you know, if I was the old character on Neighbours, I would have come in and said, well, how did Amber meet Daniel? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truth bomb. Mm-hmm. Now, Naomi is organising the Christmas carols, mm. which are, for some reason, now. They're now. They are. Yeah. Naomi Canning Enterprises. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Get it right. She's got the business cards. <laughs> She's got the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And because cause time has kind of been fast-tracked because we've had VCE results mm. and it's not even mid-December, so they're really put those through quickly yeah they, they only um finished their exams a week ago so yeah. that's some super quick um exam marking so we get the exam marking we've got carols which by the way on monday no one knew about no and on thursday they exist and mm. had a big crowd yeah so because she's done such a good job on the social media yeah. <laughs> it, well, because it went viral from yeah, that's the true. day before by the way for an event that went viral there was 12 people there <laughs> Well, you know why? Because they didn't even have it down by the bloody lake, which Mm. would have been a perfect natural amphitheatre in which to have the carols. But no, they had it on the paving in the middle of Lassiter's. That's death gazebo, though. Yeah. Murder rotunda, I prefer to call it. (laughs) Death gazebo, murder rotunda, too soon for the Christmas carols. Next year. Next year. (laughs) So now Naomi needs to get her acts together. Mm. And for some reason, her first port of call is Carl, Dr. Carl. Well, she has to get the acts together because of the vulnerability of the video. The band have said, we don't want to be associated. Yeah. (laughs) Which is increasingly ridiculous, isn't it? And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be a know-it-all in the social media, but I feel like bands and social media and viral, good thing. Yeah. yeah. You know what? That elf thing was just weird. I wouldn't want to be associated with it. Well, that's true. It's not like they were having a massive punch on or something. It was more like a Benny Hill chase scene. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Went for a cream pie. 
So she asks Carl to perform, he asks Chris to play guitar, and then they ask Georgia to sing, but she hasn't sing, sung since they botched her throat surgery. No, hang on, wait a minute. Chris plays guitar? That's, yeah. That was my moment from it. Yeah, apparently. I had the same moment, guitar. but also, what an achievement. But <laughs> he couldn't move a few weeks oh, yeah. ago. <laughs> what's, what's the Greek guitar thing? What's it called? Bouzouki. <laughs> Oh my god, that would have made Carol's amazing. <laughs> Doesn't Carl play guitar? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he needed to bring in backup guitar. Yeah, I imagine Carl would have just enjoyed to be a solo artist. Yeah. Can we just say Christos has got one up over Georgia if he's already recovered from paralysis to play guitar yeah. and she can't bang a few. Yeah, she of... can't go dingo mm. bells. I mean, I can do that and I can't <laughs> sing. But, but apparently she plays the piano. Did we know that? No, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. But she was a singer-songwriter on Neighbours. Mm. She was born to try. Yeah, born to try. (laughs) Now, Naomi is dark on Bailey because he wouldn't – because he ruined her elf enterprises. Mm. And so she says, you have to be my slave. And I'm a bit worried. I don't want Bailey hanging around Naomi. No, stay away from Stranger Danger. Like, we know she likes him young. She does. Bailey's only, like, a year and a half younger than Josh. Josh. (laughs) So Bailey beware. And and apparently Naomi's into an elf outfit. Yeah, so but ba- Bailey, hasn't, Bailey hasn't gone through puberty yet. He hasn't. That's not next a problem year, for Naomi. It's going to be a big year for him next year. That's where I kind of drifted off and in the background carols started happening mm. and I had to pretend to my family that I wasn't watching anymore. Yeah, yeah. I Look, to be honest, no one was watching me watch it, but I still did the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, this is when um, – so Naomi's going around trying to get someone to dress up as Santa. Oh, yeah. And oh. there isn't – that just made me realise there isn't – some older men characters in there. You've yeah, got you've got Paul, you've got Carl, that's it. Cause, because Lou's um, off in Cambodia yeah. doing what Lou does there. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody getting Paul in a Santa suit. But, okay. Paul's playing the guitar. I feel Paul. the need to fast forward because Susan yeah. gets in an outfit. Too. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no. Well, hang on. No, no. First of all, the, her best solution for Santa is getting Colette Nan into it. Jugs yeah. and all. Which, Which, okay, it's pretty great. Curvy women unite. I'm insulted. <laughs> Yeah, that's really offensive. It's like, oh, you've got curves of some sort. You can be a Santa. You can be Santa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and I then... guess I guess you know it's and then some little kid goes up to Colette Nan and says, "You can't be Santa. You're a girl." I'm like, get lost, kid. Women can do any job that men can. That do. made me bristle. Yeah. And she was quite um, gender ambiguous looking anyway behind the outfit. I thought, yeah, to be yeah. honest, I couldn't really tell she wasn't Santa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, and then she said, I'm Mrs. Claus. And it's like, you know what, Colette Nan, own it. Yeah. You're Santa. You're Santa. Unless Mrs. Claus has missed a few waxing appointments, you're not Mrs. Claus. (laughs) And I'd be like, you know what, mate, I'm adding you to the naughty list. Yeah. That's excellent. Oh, shit. And then, so the other costume that Georgia had was a, um, sorry, Naomi had, it was a snowman suit, wasn't it? Mr. Frosty. No, it was Mr. Melty. Melty. Melty, the snowman. It was a full full mask suit. Yeah. Was, it really didn't matter who on earth was in there. No. And yet the poor victim they chose for this suit, our very favourite MS sufferer, Suze. Susan can't be getting about in a snowman costume. It's Australian summer. Yeah. We don't even need a snowman. Well, that's why now. he was called yeah. Melty. Yeah. But still. It was just... crap. I've never seen a snowman no. as part of some sort of Christmas character display. I mean, have you ever been to your local carol event and said, where is the melting snowman? No. <laughs> no one's ever thought that. But my favourite line was Carl sees Susan in the snowman suit. 
And he says, oh, I like the suit. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> so that's going in the book. Blue. The, the, the it's box. going in the blue box. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they're going to need a bigger box. They are gonna, they're going to need a room soon. It's time to kick Nate out. They're going to have the red room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why Why couldn't she have just used those lovely elf costumes that they had yesterday for Bailey and Georgia? They yeah. Were, she mm. would have looked really nice she's, in she's Georgia's a, little outfit. She's already got the pixie cut going on. Exactly. She actually looked really cute in the snowman when she mm. took the thing off. She actually looked mm. really adorable. I loved it. Oh, she because she was freaking out that her students would see it. Yeah, she's in like, the suit. I'm not going to be called Principal Melty for the whole year. I was like, there's other names. <laughs> <people> <laughs> it's, the school holidays are here. The kids will be over it by next year. No one will give a crap. But even like, how about you and your husband are into Fifty Shades of Grey Ooh. together? <laughs> how about you just ordered a bed with a harness? Yeah. <laughs> Then, like, 20 minutes of the episode is Carl singing. Yeah. God, that was terrible. And, you know, like, previously Carl had said, oh, you know, I could release a Christmas album. Yeah, mate. And people will be chucking that in the lake, too. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, you can release it all you want, buddy, but uh, I ain't buying it. You know what, though? From an acting and writing point of view... People have committed to Carl and nobody's letting go of the way that Carl behaves. You're right. Like they've committed. It's like when Lou's away, they need to give the Lou storylines to someone and that's Carl. Yeah, Yeah, it's funny because he does. Who's the stupid buffoon? Carl. (laughs) He really oscillates between being this tight ass idiot and then kind of a bit of a hard nosed doctor. Mm. But you don't really want someone who's got a good personality being your doctor. So (laughs) it's true. Yeah. Mm. Is there anything else we need to say about Cows by Candlelight before we move on to Friday? One more thing with the carols, which we forgot to mention, was that Sue Parker, um, Paul's nemesis, tried to um, pull the pin on the carols. Oh, yeah. yeah and but I would have pulled the pin on those carols. But Naomi and Sheila, they they dealt with him. Yeah, they locked the, the council guy who came down to stop it. They locked him in <laughs> Sheila's office because that guy doesn't have a phone. Sheila's office doesn't have a phone. He, he doesn't have the nous to break the window on the office. <laughs> just lock someone. Naomi hasn't helped him set up a Facebook page, so... <laughs> You can't just lock someone in a room, can you? Mm. I loved it. I'm sorry. I was like, nah, excellent. Sorry. I've got so many fines in my life that I'm up for any council employee being locked in the cupboard. So <laughs> if dad cop wasn't so busy, he would have busted them for kidnapping. I know. Yeah. Like it's a False serious crime. Just run off his feet. He can't cope. We just all enjoyed it. Um, dull boy. What's his dull name? Dull swimmer. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, Daniel. Um, Daniel. Daniel. God, there's too many dull people on there. Oh, there isn't there? Dull dad. There's oh. too many dull blondies. But anyway, so Amber and Daniel, they've got their special moment at the um, carols. They're going to have a moment alone. But Amber uses that moment to end things. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. That was actually the moment. Which is great. More power power to you, hun. That's the mm. first time she's actually shown any sort of backbone, Mm, mm. which is good. And I liked it when I was watching it because I'm like, you know what? For months, Amber, I've been saying that you're a chameleon and you finally realized it. Yeah. Yeah. So good on her. Mm. So she basically ends things. Daniel, I think... He was going to take her aside to tell her about the kiss, but Amber's like ahead of time. She's like, no. Nah, yeah. You can kiss who you want because we're done. Yeah. And he was devastated. Yeah. For a little moppet. But you know what? He's like, let's the go way- to Queensland and see my mom. No, no. And yeah. he can return that ring to the bric-a-brac shop as well. Yeah. There's a bit of, he can buy himself something. Maybe he can get a new skateboard or a surfboard mm. or some other new passion he could follow. <laughs> New caftan. <laughs> now we're just going to pause and leave it here for this episode because we have so much more content about Christmas Day that it will become its own bonus episode of Neighbours along with our little look at the 2015 teaser trailer and another edition of Bump Watch. We look at how many times Sonia's bump has been creatively concealed 
So thank you for listening. Please rate us on iTunes if you can. That would be amazing. And drop us a line at NeighborsPod on Twitter and Facebook.com slash NeighborsPodcast. We'd love to hear from you. And watch this space for the Neighbours finale bonus episode next week with Kate and CJ and me. I'm Vaya Pashas. Thank you. 